Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Hello, everyone. Courtney and I are back today with another episode for you. And today's episode is all about how to be a conscious partner and how to show up in your relationship in healthy ways. So we're really excited about this topic. We're so excited to dive into this. Courtney, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Nice and hot. I know, guys, it is 83 degrees in my house. I only have an AC in my bedroom, so I'm literally sitting here with like a wet, cold towel on my neck in order to record this podcast episode. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. So we're, we're thriving. We love it. So I think the way that we're going to do this is kind of just go back and forth, sharing ideas and ways to show up in your relationship and how to be a conscious partner and kind of discuss each way. Courtney, do you want to start with the first way or do you want me to start? doesn't matter. You start. Okay. So one way that I believe you can be a conscious partner, and I think this is really, really important. And this is being an active, engaging listener. I feel like it's so easy for us to be distracted when like our partners are talking to us, especially like our phones or our t- on our phones. Yeah, we don't realize the effect it can have when your partner's trying to talk to you while you're multitasking and taking the time to really just put everything aside for just a minute and really listen to your partner when they're talking to you, I think shows that you're showing up in a conscious way and giving it your best effort to make them feel like you're wanting to listen to what they have to say. Right. And I think that all is based in the concept of like, you feel like they respect you enough to put down whatever distractions there could be to like devote some time to really being an active listener. Yeah, absolutely. And this even even goes to say like, when your partner wants to talk about something that they're really interested about, even though you may not be interested in it, showing that you're open to listen to them anyway and making the effort to show interest I think is also really important yes that can be difficult sometimes if partners are like talking about things that you have nothing no interest in but you can always ask them to like explain that further especially if it's not something you're familiar with like my partner he likes to talk about cars a lot and He gets deep into, I know a base level, but he gets like deep into like how the air conditioning systems work and the throttle systems. And I, I'm like, I don't understand what what you're saying. Yeah. But it's okay. I definitely experienced that too. Like, especially when I talk about astrology to my husband and he's like, I could really, you know, care less about astrology, but I'm going to sit here and pretend like I care because I know it makes you happy. And Mm -hmm. I do the same like with his video games or with his, uh, he likes to collect football cards and things like that. And those aren't things that I'm really passionate about at all. But like the other day, he was downstairs playing his video game. So he called me and he was like, what you doing? He's like, want to come downstairs and I have a game I want to show you. And I'm like, all right, I'll be right down. And like, and and that really made him happy because it showed that like I cared and was interested in what he wanted to show me. And if you're saying something to your partner, like, oh, like, I really am so excited to show you this. And your partner's just like, 
okay, yeah, like maybe later, like I don't really care right now, like I'm busy, like whatever. And like says it in a very off-putting way that makes you feel shut down and rejected. And that, that can be, you know, that can be hurtful. So that's I think the other biggest thing is like the overall thing that could make a good conscious partner in relationship is going to be... I would say honesty, because that's going to bring, to me, that ties in communication. Because if you can be honest with each other, you can have good communication. Because things about, relating it back to this, about like your partner having interests or being an active listener, all of that's going to come from both of you being able to be honest and having good communication. Because I know my personal experience is like, my husband didn't have a smartphone for a long time and then he finally got one and now he's like addicted to having it in his hand and he has lots of like guy friends and they go do stuff and so he's always getting text messages his phone is always in his hand and so it becomes a thing where I have to be like hey babe like can we just have some time without the phone can you just like put it on silent put it somewhere else like out of sight and that's important that your partner can come to you And so that all kind of ties into some of the stuff I wanted to mention about like emotional maturity, recognizing like if you're in an emotionally mature place yourself, or if your partner is, because a lot of the time what happens is if you're not mature enough emotionally, you get really activated by something like that because you feel a lot of internal shame and so you tend to deflect and that's all a protective mechanism that you've learned because you want to avoid that criticism and that blame because you feel like you're physically really shameful about doing something wrong but you're not doing anything wrong it's just someone expressing to you what they need and it's just an opportunity to learn and grow and so that's something to kind of like check in with yourself for and check in with your partner which can be hard oh Um, absolutely it'll be hard conversations oh yeah and I think that's really great too because it is I feel like so easy to get defensive when your partner communicates their needs and I think that goes back to like what we always talk about on this podcast what we talked about many times before is like creating that safe space for your partner to be able to communicate their needs to you and not internalizing when your partner says that they need something from you and not taking it in a way that it's like oh, it's all my fault. I'm an awful person. My Mm. self-worth is wounded now because they're telling me I'm not doing X, Y, and Z or whatever else. Yeah. Emotional maturity, that's hard to do in a relationship, but so important. Absolutely. And I think that kind of ties into this point that I wanted to make, which was, I feel like it's so easy for us to vocalize when our partner does something that we don't like, but Mm. how often are we vocalizing when our partner does something we do like? Bingo. You know, like, like, for example, so like funny. one example, let's say I'm nagging my partner all the time because he doesn't push put the dishes in the dishwasher. Now, mm-hmm. this is, isn't like a thing that we really fight about ever. But it's just an example. Instead of saying like, Oh, like, why don't you ever just put it in the dishwasher? If I notice him actually doing that, like, I'm gonna appreciate and respect and be like, Oh, my gosh, thank you for putting that in the dishwasher. I really appreciate that. Or like, thank you for helping me out with this today. I really appreciate that. Instead of saying like, you never helped me with this. Well, what if you acknowledge when they do do it? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like people are going to be more likely to want to continue to do something if you're appreciative of it and Mm -hmm. you're showing gratitude that they're doing it. Even, Even with the whole like, 
going back to the honesty thing, like even if somebody is like sharing something with you, like say you have a partner and they're like, "Mm, to be honest, can't go out to eat because I kind of like bought some, like something that has to do with one of their hobbies. And you're like, well, it kind of sucks. But also I like appreciate you being honest because when you shame, not that I have a lot of this with my current partner, but my previous partner, They had a lot of demons, but he would do things and he would be honest with me finally, like about the things. And I would just berate, do nothing but berate them. And I try not to do that now because I feel like what it does. And my husband's told me before that like this, this is how it makes him feel. And I felt it too, personally, when you come to someone and you're trying to be honest and they get upset with you, you don't want to be honest with them anymore. You want to hide and lie to them because you don't feel that safe space. Exactly. Also really funny. I told Trevor the other day, I was like, you put the toilet paper on the thing wrong. And then I go, just kidding. Thanks for replacing the toilet paper. Oh, you caught yourself. You're like, ah, And he was like, yeah, you got it right, babe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's really so easy to criticize each other in a relationship. Like for the littlest of things, right? Oh, like if you're constantly saying, oh, you didn't replace this. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Eventually it gets old and it's like, all right, how many times are we just going to sit here and just criticize each other for what we're not doing? Like let's lift each other up about what we do do. And I think that comes back to love languages as well right like learning each other's love language so that you know how to show up for your partner and make them feel loved and supported and if you follow me on instagram you might have already saw this post where i shared about venus signs in astrology and how you can show up for your partner according to their venus sign learning this can be such a game changer and it's not the only thing in astrology that you want to look at right but it is something you can look at to really understand your partner's love language. And so I looked up mine, my husband, Courtney, and her husband's Venus sign. So I'm going to like tell Courtney a little bit about it and you guys get to listen. Courtney, you in particular, you have your Venus sign in the second house in the sign of Capricorn. So what this means for you, so you really like to be supported through your goals. So when you set goals with your partner, you feel really supported and accomplished in that. And you also love when people acknowledge that you achieved your goals or like getting recognition for like your hard work, for your successes. You're so good at doing this. That's probably why our relationship works so well. I'm thinking of like all the times I do stuff and he's like, good job, babe. You did such a good job. Yes. And that like that makes you feel loved and supported and also makes you feel loved and supported when you have a secure and stable environment. And when you have a partner who is secure and stable within themselves and within their own financial goals and a partner who can contribute financially, who can save money, who can budget with you, who can like create realistic, solid goals. And this is so funny, guys, because this is so Courtney, in my opinion. You, I really you also just like, you basically like just summed up Trevor. <laughs> yes, because Trevor. So what's interesting is Trevor, he has his Venus sign in the sign of cancer, but it's in the 10th house. 10th house is Capricorn energy. So although he has a Cancer Venus, he also can relate to the Capricorn energy because his Venus is in the 10th house. So that's why you guys really work well. But on the flip side of that, he's more emotional than you are. And so what this means for like Cancer Venus signs 
in particular is that they really want that emotional support. They want a patient listener. They want somebody who will validate their emotions. They want like intimate romantic settings when they can get it. But of course he has that Capricorn energy still. So it's kind of, it's kind of contradicts itself. He just really likes where they feel like there's a safe space for them, especially at home because cancer Mm -hmm. rules the home. So for them, home environment is really important because for Trevor, because his Venus is in the sign of cancer, he very easily picks up on your emotions and on the emotions of his environment. So if his environment is off or if you're off, he feels that and he can then internalize that. And then all of a sudden his mood's off. Mm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I feel like I definitely, well, I'm usually pretty chill, especially at home, but I feel like knowing like his background and like his childhood, I feel like he had a bit of like, I think all kids who come from divorced parents do. It's just like a lot of chaotic mess. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of like back and forth and a lot of inconsistency, not a lot of like able to be like present, you know, like not enough intentional, like seeing, if that makes sense. Like there wasn't enough. I feel like he didn't get enough time. Like they were so busy figuring out raising their kids and being adults and getting divorced and getting remarried or not that there wasn't a lot of intentional time set aside to really focus on the emotional aspects of what was going on with the kiddos which is not to say like they're bad or anything it's just it's it's a phase of life that happens and he really felt that and ever since we've lived together he feels he's gotten much calmer and much more like grounded in general and um we just talk all the time about how like we want our house to just be like a cozy safe place we're like outside world is whatever it is but like not in here And not to move away from the whole Venus thing, but you guys are also both Taurus moons. So on top of that, you guys probably would feel very, I would say, supported when you're engaging in sensual things together, whether it's like cooking each other's favorite meal or surprising each other with like a very like sentimental gift rather than like luxurious gift. I feel like sentimental is a lot more of your speed with the placements that you have and just quality time really and also because he has that cancer venus he can be moody and so it's important for cancer venuses to have emotional support during their like mood swings he can be moody i'm just like i'm always just like it always has to do with like something that he feels like is robbing him of like his time to do like his free time and i'm like well these are like responsibilities we're gonna have to do anyway so let's just do it together and have fun that's and, very and, capricorn venus of you <laughs> and like enjoy our time while we do it because we're gonna have to do it anyway so. yeah 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 capricorn venuses are just they're they're interesting because they're very fixated on like setting goals having their responsibilities in order getting things done it can be hard for them sometimes to let go and have fun because Mm -hmm. they're very like fixated on responsibility I can see that I wonder if we both have that aspect because I feel like we both like the older we get I feel like the both we have trouble like cutting loose and just Mm. allowing whatever may transpire or happen to just happen and have a good time Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely hard. I mean, my Saturn in the fifth house, that's my issue that gets rid of all my your LOL. Playful, playful energy. Although, yeah. Placement. 
right? But I'm a Sagittarius Venus. So this is interesting because for me, what I really appreciate is creating experiences with people, traveling with people, very like I love trying new things with people, new activities, especially with my partner. Like I love to travel with Josh, even though he doesn't like to travel very much. But uh, and then I also enjoy when people are interested in talking about things that I'm passionate about, especially philosophical conversations. That's why I love like talking with you because you engage with me in those conversations, whereas not everybody is willing to do so. So you got to take a deeper dive. Yes, exactly. And then I love surprises. So when people surprise me with things, like if Josh were to surprise me with a trip, surprise me with like tickets to an event that I really want to go to, like those kinds of things are exciting for me. Hmm. Okay. So let me ask. Well, I think I already know the answer to this. I was going to be like, so then how do you feel that time I just showed up at your house for your birthday? Yes, I love surprises. Honestly, that's probably why I was so likely to want to show up and surprise you even though that's oh my god that was the best surprise ever (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say even though it was very convincing you sneaky devil i i try i try so basically what had happened is i turned when i turned 30 lauren was like i can't come it's just my work schedule it's not gonna work out like i don't have anyone to watch the dog josh has to work like i tried so hard to make her believe that i was not going and you did a good job and i, I did even a- send you a picture of my calendar or something at my house to show you that like i was counting down for something mm. make it seem like i was at my house still Right. And I was just like, okay, like whatever. Like I, I was really bummed, but I was like, you know, like you're an adult, you're not getting any younger. So like, this is going to happen. Right. And then I was like, classic me and my tourist sign. I was taking a nap. I told my husband, I'm like, I'm tired. We'll go out to eat later and like celebrate or whatever. And um, he was like, okay, well, like I have some errands to run and that's not unusual for him to just like let me nap and go run errands. So I didn't think anything of it. And that mother F rucker um, <laughs> was going to the airport to get you. And then you wake me up from my nap. And I was like, what the hell? I was literally confused. Like I thought I, it was- I saw the video. It was so funny. I loved it. And then you surprised me with by renting that treehouse thing, which was insane. And we were tortured by that bird. I very much was acting in my Venus sign right there. But some of those things too, like like you were saying, like you created an opportunity to have an experience and travel. And we did a lot of stuff in that really short trip that you were here for. Right. That was really fun. And now and I'm really counting down that. my next trip to see you in September. Right. So yeah, it's really important to, I think, learn each other's love language. And I feel like that kind of goes to say, like, be curious, get to know your partner truly, because sometimes I feel like relationships can stay so surface level. But what is so important when it comes to being a conscious partner is taking the time to really get to know your partner. What triggers them? How can you be mindful of those triggers? How can you show up for each other? How do you both deal with conflict? And how can you figure out like healthy ways to navigate conflict, which we've done an episode all about that already. So you can Mm -hmm. go listen to that. But just really getting to know your partner, I think is so At the base too, it's going to be a lot of exploration into being vulnerable and allowing yourself to be vulnerable both with yourself so you can figure out how you're feeling or what's going on. Because I know that that was something that was hard for me. I didn't know how I felt, so I couldn't express it. Mm. It still sometimes is hard. Doing the Um, inner work to get to know yourself. 
Yeah. And like feel, feel that safe space within yourself, but even just being able to have someone that you can say that to is really important. And the other thing I think is like, people always talk about people in relationships growing apart. I think just as much as you can grow apart and I put that in quotation marks, you can also grow together. Mm. Um, but it just takes a lot of, it has to be an equal amount of effort from both sides. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that every day y'all are both going to put in a hundred percent. Some days are hard and some days like, you know, you feel emotionally drained and your partner has to pick up the slack and that's okay. But I think if you're having those converse, are you having these conversations? Yeah. It's important. Absolutely. So, so important. And I love how you, you know, like how you were saying, not every day you're going to be able to give your full 100%. And some days you're going to have to pick up the slack for your partner. But I think that's what also makes someone such a great conscious partner is by realizing that like, it's okay for your partner to have bad days. Not every day is going to be their 100% and being able to have each other's back. I think it's going to be so important in a relationship. And on top of that, I think something else that I think is really important, which can be a struggle for me at times, but I think it's really important to make sure you're including your partner in decisions that you make. Mm, that's a good one because I've struggled with this before where I've like planned all these trips to go see my friends for like running it by by him being like oh by the way I'm gonna go like visit Courtney this this time like uh oh like with Josh oh shit and then I'm like oh shit maybe I, I should probably run that by him first before I decide to make all these plans without like including him you know and I've been very mindful of that because I am such an independent person it's just in my nature to be super independent and I don't like being told what to do which he would never tell me what to do but god forbid something is going on around that time and I didn't realize like whatever so yeah including your partner in decisions like if you want to buy a car maybe don't go out and buy the car without asking first or something like that or like running it not asking but like running it by and being like hey like I think I want a new car I think I think there's also this notion that like you shouldn't have to like ask permission and you're I think the important thing to highlight too in that mentality is like you're not asking for permission you're respecting that you've decided to merge your life with someone else and so when you do that whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend which can be a really serious relationship a fiance wife husband whatever your relationship looks like you entered into a relationship where you said, okay, like I respect this person and I want to spend time with you. What comes with that is the responsibility of knowing like, hey, something that really interests me or something I want to work on or something that like I want that means a lot to me. I need to just spend like 20 minutes, you know, saying to this person, like, this is what I want. And this is how important it is to me. And even that is like a level of vulnerability. And I think some people are so so closed off to the concept of like vulnerability that they can't even do that. Yeah, yeah, 100% agreed. I also think that it's really important as well to listen and validate your partner's emotions without shutting them down and realizing that like two realities can be playing out at the same time essentially and like they can Mm -hmm. feel hurt while you can also feel not heard or understood or you know taking accountability for when your partner does feel hurt by you because sometimes I feel like we just want to be in the right all the time and we can let our ego get in the way and like the strong one yeah like because I, I see this a lot in 
a lot of relationships where the partners can kind of be competitors in a sense, like they compete with each other Mm, and they one up each other or they want to be right and they don't want like their partner to be the right one or whatever. And it's probably something to do with their synastry chart for sure. There's like some squaring (laughs) of the Mars is going on there. Something happening. Yeah. But just realizing that like it's okay to be wrong And it's also okay to validate your partner's emotions and understand that like, okay, maybe you didn't come across in a kind way and just recognizing that and acknowledging that and wanting to do better, I think is important. I think that shows up in lots of other relationships. I was actually like, it was honestly cringe to watch and you're going to laugh at me because I know you know like my guilty pleasure. So I watched the Kardashians. It's a weird guilty pleasure. I've watched it since like they started their TV thing and it's almost like a train wreck that I can't stop watching. <laughs> um, but like this week there was the conversation I guess between like Courtney and Kim about how they felt about Courtney's wedding was like all Dolce or Gabbana however you pronounce it inspired but it wasn't sponsored like she didn't actually get any money for what she did she just really enjoyed the fashion and then Kim went and creative directed like a fashion show for them and Courtney felt like she really the whole theme was the theme of her wedding and she felt robbed of like that majestic moment of her wedding and it was so cringe to watch them talk because they kept talking at these cross purposes but they never got to the root of the real problem and Courtney really tried so hard and you could see it where Courtney was like she said to Kim at one point she's like basic gist she basically said you need to look deeper like past the materialism past the fashion like why do you feel like you need to keep doing these huge accomplishments and topping one accomplishment after another and making them bigger and bigger and bigger because what are you missing like what's missing inside you and Kim like totally Mm -hmm. it didn't register with her at all and that's kind of what we're talking about here is like if you're not able to do that deeper work you're gonna be like a blank face like Kim was like she doesn't even she can't even come to that realm of like where Courtney was coming from spiritually and so that's gonna be really important is doing that like spiritual work of like why do you feel like you're missing something or why do you feel criticized why do you feel like you can't be vulnerable those are going to be really important things to address because otherwise you're going to have communication like they did where ultimately nothing really got settled, right? Yeah. It's It's very interesting because if I'm not mistaken, I looked at Kim's chart before. Don't know if it's the exact time, so it could be wrong. But if I remember correctly, she has Saturn in her 10th house, 10th house of career accomplishments, public recognition. Saturn being there means that she that she is a very hard worker. She cares a lot about accomplishing things and she probably struggles a bit with her self-worth in general. She probably feels as if she needs to accomplish things on a global scale or in front of an audience in order to feel like she's worthy. Mm, Yeah, like to make her valuable. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Courtney, I think you've looked at her chart before because I actually remember a few years ago when all this stuff was going on with Scott, you looked into Courtney's chart and you said word for word, and this is so freaky, you were like, she's not meant to find her soulmate till like her later life, like her like her forties. And then when she actually started dating, I know we're on a side tangent, but when she, this is like how powerful Lauren, Lauren's astrology and everything can go. You were like, yeah, she's going to find her like one true love, like soulmate, but it's going to be later in life. Like she's meant to go through all these difficult relationship aspects so that she's ready. Mm-hmm. And then when she started 
like being with Travis Barker, I was like, oh God, Lauren was totally right. Yeah, no, Saturn is interesting. It creates so many challenges. And for Kim, all of her challenges come from her career, pursuing careers and public recognition. So her being in the spotlight teaches her so many lessons through the challenges. And then for uh, Courtney, she learns a lot through relationships with other people. It's interesting because they're so different and then seeing them try to communicate. And it was weird because like, Maybe there was a part of parts of the conversation that we didn't see. I'm sure there there were, but it was weird and like it gave me like this ick feeling because then like after all that was done, like their camera girl or producer was just like, you guys did a great job like expressing yourself and communicating. And I'm like, no, they didn't. They didn't actually get to the root cause of why they keep having these conflicts where Courtney is like, it's not about money. It's about how I feel. And Kim's like rationalizing why she did what she did, but she's not. And the the way that Kim like verbalized her like I'm sorry my decisions led to this outcome it just felt very passive aggressive like in it it felt like she was trying to be like validating but she wasn't genuine about it at all yeah you could feel that she wasn't present that's one of the things like creating a safe space is about like really being again it all leads back to being vulnerable because when you create a safe space for me your focus is a lot on me and you're giving me like your undivided attention but also like I can feel like your energy like genuinely cares Mm -hmm. maybe that was like a filmed fake thing and their real conversation was separate because it it felt very disingenuous. Yeah, I mean, and that's a whole another topic about reality TV, right? It's like they're going to show us what they want us to see and how they want us to view it. And producers have a great way of manipulating conversations by editing things certain ways. And I see it on reality TV all the time. So whenever I'm watching reality TV, I take it with a grain of salt because I know for a fact that it's not reality. Hmm. There's more to the Reality TV is not reality. Right? It's an illusion of the mind. No, but really though. And then to go continue this whole like creating safe space, making your partner feel supported. I think it's also really important to be mindful of how you're talking about your partner when your partner is not around. Ooh, that's a good one. So many people I know who are married and they haven't even been married like as long as I've been in a relationship with Trevor. They talk so much shit about their partner when they're not around. Yeah, and that's just not being a conscious, supportive partner. And that also, in my opinion, it makes me want to say like, okay, maybe you should reflect on if you're even happy in your relationship. Are you with the right person? Because if you're constantly upset and complaining and bashing your partner, maybe there's something more deeper than the surface level. There. You know what my first thought is? Why the hell aren't you talking to your partner about this then? Mm. Not everyone else. Go tell your partner. Go and tell that's another thing. What you need. And and I think that's where the disconnect intimately, right? Because with intimacy, it's more than just physical. Like having conversations with your partner is intimacy. Having those deep conversations about what your problems are in the relationship is intimacy. But so many people don't have those conversations because they don't feel safe to. Hmm. And that's the whole issue. You know what it all comes back to? Childhood trauma and working through it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why also like when I'm having the like any kind of difficulty with my own partnership, having empathy by putting myself or like seeing him in a childlike sense, right? Like seeing my partner as a child and realizing that like, that sounds really weird. 
seeing my partner as a child no, sounds weird but like you know what i'm saying talking about like his spiritual energy of like yeah where where was his like where i get what you're saying you're kind of saying like how can i put it in a way that makes sense like what aspects of him are still childlike that he's still working to develop that exactly. may come out from triggers and traumas exactly. that you might view as like well that's immaturity but you're also like okay well maybe i just need to give him some space to feel, feel this yeah and heal and be like supportive and then be like okay like I've done that little bit but I think this is something like come later on and be like this is something I think that you know we can work on together or I can support you while you work on it in whatever ways like you figure out are best for you but like it's something that I noticed exactly exactly and honestly hype your partner up around other people like why not right like why put them down in front of people because I, I see people do that sometimes where like they're constantly putting their partners down in front of other people and it kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Yeah, I like I like I like getting excited. I think the other thing you have to ask yourself is like is your partner like really one of your best friends? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you're you're obviously my best friend that goes without saying, but so is he in a lot of ways. And you know, there's a, a special magic about the fact that you guys get along really well without me even around. But like, he's my best friend. So like, I treat him in social situations like that, where he's not around, like I would my best friend, like, when you're not around, I'm hyping you up. I'm like, she's a female entrepreneur. She has her own business. She knows how to edit podcasts and make content and is a content creative designer and also like is an astrology guru. Like I boast about you. And so I do the same thing with my husband, knowing that he's doing the same thing to me, which helps that we work in the same hospital because I have had like other nurses who work on my unit who have like floated to his and they'll come to me and be like, he literally had nothing but like amazing things to say about you and like kept talking about you and hearing that even get back to you you're like oh I feel really good like I know that you really care you know it makes you feel like they really care about you exactly it's so so important honestly so just keep that in mind if you're trying to show up and be a conscious partner is like how do you talk about them when they're not around and how do you support them in front of other people or do you put them down in front of other people because that's probably not healthy only thing I say about you behind your back is I'll say it to your face and don't I think you need more nutrition in your life oh yeah <laughs> Which you already know, because I've already told you. That I do know. It's interesting to see, though, like how a lot of these topics intermingle and they all really go back to like a few very basic things. Mm-hmm. I would say the first thing I did when I got with Trevor was very different than what I did with anybody else that I had dated like before, which is like when we first started dating, we were like, okay, like these are our like semi loose, like long term life goals, but also like these are my morals. And this is kind of like how. I envision myself as my best version of living out those things. And these are like non-negotiable, really important to me. Mm. And like getting that like set from the beginning and neither one of us were like lonely. Neither one of us were trying to just have sex and hook up. Like none of those, like I wasn't obsessed with like him having to look a specific way, career success wise or physically, like it just kind of happened. Actually, if anything, a lot of people criticized those things about him in our early relationship. And I didn't care because I was like, these things aren't important to me. Like his heart and his intention is more important. And I think when you're getting into a relationship, if you're single, you have to ask yourself, like, what is your intention going into dating? 
and finding someone that we want to be your long-term partner. Oh, absolutely. And I also think it's really important in a relationship to honor each other's individuality, right? Mm -hmm. Support each other's individual goals and don't get lost in the relationship with one another because it's so easy to lose yourself Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Yeah, like you don't have to have all the same hobbies. You don't have to do everything together. You can still be your own person. And if your partner does not support that and your partner tries to control you and tell you that like you can't do your hobbies or that you have to do everything with them, you can't do anything on your own, then that to me is a red flag. Red flag. Yeah. It's a big red flag. Yeah. Red flag alert. As you're wearing a red shirt. The biggest red flag right now. Uh, that's funny yeah I mean I feel like do you have anything else to really like add because I feel like we've talked about a lot of good points no I think we gave a lot of good advice and tips and tricks I will say we say this all the time but I think therapy is important especially if you're single and you're looking to get with someone really get into your feels you don't even have to be at a bad space in order to go to therapy either no you could be totally fine yeah some people I think what holds them back from therapy a lot is the cost Oh, absolutely. And that's really important. So I think that's what's holding someone back. You could ask a friend that you feel comfortable talking to. Just like when you ask them, ask them if they're in that place. Because like you have, you know, had people who don't ask you like, hey, are you available to like hear me out or help me? So ask them if they're available, like emotionally and physically. And then, you know, if that helps talk to a friend, you know, if you can't get into therapy. Yeah, absolutely. And that actually just brought up another point when your partner is upset or having like, you know, an emotional day asking them, do you want my support right now? Or do you want some advice as well? Or do you just want like a shoulder to cry on? That's important. I've actually, since you've like brought that more to my attention, I feel like I've been trying to do it more often with like you and Trevor. (laughs) Do you want me to just sit here and listen like what do you what do you need I just wanted to sit here and listen and invalidate my emotions right now (laughs) the other person sucks you're not crazy no just kidding that's honestly my go-to to to be honest like I don't know why but I'm the type of person who I think it's because I intellectualize a lot of my own problems all the time where I'm trying to like give myself advice and like I know how to work through problems I'm pretty good at that so whenever I'm upset I don't really need somebody to tell me how to work through the problem I just want them to like validate my emotions because as a child that's something I never really got no validation yeah so that's what I look for is a validation as you see you have to do the work to get there because you wouldn't have known that if you didn't struggle with with it and try to like journal and think and give yourself I think the other problem is we make ourselves so busy Mm -hmm. socially and like career-wise that we don't give ourselves the time to slow down and reflect on these things absolutely That's going to hold you back personal growth wise. That's going to be, I I would say that's probably the number one thing holding you back personal growth wise is making yourself too busy Mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. You need to sit with yourself and feel uncomfortable. Yes. Ask yourself, are you running away from your own problems? Do you feel safe to, you know, just sit and be alone? Or do you feel like you have to distract yourself? I know many people like that in my life. So guys, I think that's what we have for you today. I hope you found this episode helpful I know it was a little bit quicker but to be honest I'm not mad about it because I'm sweating so hot (laughs) booty off and I need to get in the AC which is only in my bedroom so until next time guys have a great week bye guys